Hi, this is Carl, and welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by, by my very good friend, Jennifer Fields from Aztec Marketing. How are you? I'm good, Carl. How are you? Very good. So it's hard to believe how many cities we've hit on the roadshow this year. Like we've been <laughs> awesome. A lot. All over. So uh, anyway, so I want to have folks uh, learn a little bit more about you and about Aztec and what you do. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I guess, tell me where Aztec comes from. Oh, Aztec is actually A-S-T-E-K, which is the first initial of my children's names. Anthony, Sarah, Thomas, Ellie, and Kevin. Very cool. You know, it's funny. Uh, one time, I was in a, an HTG group, and we went around, and <clears throat> everybody talked about their companies, and we got to talking about where did that name come from, right? And, like... KP Enterprises was easy. I'm KP and I have enterprises. <laughs> so, uh, but a lot of people, the company was derived from their kids' names, their, their kid and their spouse, you know, different things like that. So it's interesting to see how much of that goes on just normally in business, right? So. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, you know, the name of your company is so important. Your, your community um, the, uh, I have the room in there. We were discussing that and uh, someone had said, you know, how difficult it is to come up with a name and the importance behind that, and, which is true. It is. It's tough and it's, hard. it's important. Right. Well, there's also, I think, a tendency in this business to have cutesy names, you know, spell tech, T-E-K, and, right. you know, uh, make it hard for people to get your name over the phone, <laughs> your, your business name. Okay, so uh, let's focus in a, a little more on Aztec. So tell us exactly the kinds of things you do. Like if I were going to hire you, what would I hire you to do for me? Pretty much everything like a turnkey marketing um, uh, offer. Basically, we do everything from strategic planning to actually implementing and doing the direct mail pieces, the uh, digital uh, marketing, everything that is needed, all the tools needed to uh, provide a complete marketing uh, offer is what we do. So I know that there's, there's a lot of people who they'll go buy Robin Robin stuff, right? Uh, mm -hmm. um, so why do they need you if they have that? Well, uh, her stuff is, um, I've been working with her stuff for years. It's the best. They, That's where I first met you. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's great stuff, but it does not do itself. So we actually take it. Um, oftentimes when people start in that community, they, you know, they get all this great content and material and um, everything to do and don't know where to start. Don't, you know, there's so much. It's like um, drinking from a fire hose. You know, it's just too much all at once. So, you know, I just take it piece by piece and um, basically get it started for them uh, so they come right out of the gate using the material they purchased. So do you, like, take the template and, and put in their picture and their headline and their return address and get them printed? Like we do. We okay. do. We have them printed. We do the hand. I have a team of people that work with me that does all the implementation. Um, so literally everything from the start, when you sign up and, and you want to get moving, all the different tools that she offers that come with your kit or whichever group you're in, 
um, whatever you have access to, we can customize and uh, get going, get it out for you. So you do the printing, you do the mailing, do you do yeah. the follow-up phone calls? We do. We do. We have a... <laughs> so basically, have, all the stuff I hate to do, that's what you yes, do. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and my agents have been doing it for years. For, I think I just hired a new agent, actually just an, another new one, uh, last week or two weeks ago. But otherwise, I have agents that have been doing it for years. They know the material themselves. They know the products. They know the MSP space. So... Um, it's, oh, we are ready to go. Very cool. And so um, how long have you been doing this? Um, I've been in uh, marketing for MSPs for about five years. I've been, uh, in 2015, I went specifically just Robin Robbins. We have evolved and do offer services to people who are um, either in other communities or um, just starting from scratch. So, um, specifically in MSP marketing, it's been five years. Okay. So if, when you think about the skill sets of what people are good at, you know, and not so good at, and right. what people like to do and don't like to do, where's the perfect quadrant where an MSP says, I don't like to do this and I, I need somebody else to, to do it because I, I don't want to do it. Like for me, I hate making phone calls. I absolutely hate that. But is there some like, I don't know, sweet spot where MSPs are like, this is the perfect thing to turn over? Uh, all of it. <laughs> Typically owners of MSP companies are technically minded. They're great at what they do and their time is typically best spent doing what they do and um, turning this part over. Um, lots of times they want to hire in-house. We can help with that as well. Um, sometimes just coming up with your 12 mark, 12 month marketing strategy is key. You can, you, you can hire and train people to implement. We do, um, aid in that training. We have training available online, uh, for those types of individuals. But I, I think across the board, all of it is difficult to step into when that's not your strength. Right. So it's funny. I'm going to tell a story, and if you don't like it, then we'll just edit it out, and nobody will know I said this. So, But uh, I, re I remember at one point um, hearing you take a call from one of your clients, and you basically had to, like, talk him off the wall because, you know, he was like, where are all these people coming from, and why are we getting all these calls? And, I, you know, he didn't expect to have the kind of response rates he was getting. And he had been using this material before. So what did you do that got him so much more response than the same material being done by him? I think it's um, consistency. Um, oftentimes people get all uh, excited and geared up. They get out a campaign and that's it. The balls drop. Uh, consistently doing these campaigns, when you start with um, a list, a list is the key foundational piece of your marketing. You need a good list, but when you get a list, it's raw, it's cold, it needs to be warmed. So um, oftentimes the biggest difference is consistency and um, you know the, the difference between first touch and 10th touch is tremendous. So um, I would say that's typically 
the difference is the consistency, the follow-up, staying on it If um, just because they're not available. One of the biggest obstacles we get is like say a, a, an MSP wants to have their sales guys make the follow-up calls. Well, um, if you do a campaign to 200 people and you expect your sales guy to make 200 phone calls, you know, it's never going to be in timely manner. It's a different, a totally different skill set to make the phone calls. So spreading them thin like that is not, um, you know, typically the best way to do it. But, um, you know, if you make the, we make those calls within 24 hours of whatever, whether it's digital or physical marketing, whatever it hits them, we call them within 24 hours. And so it, expecting one person to do that, it's not going to happen. Right. So, so you don't make the calls. Somebody, like you hire people that they make Correct. the calls. Correct. So um, I don't know how long it would take me to make 200 calls because it's so low priority for me because I hate doing it, right? So okay. I would do three a day. So right. it would take me approximately the rest of the year to make 200 phone calls. Right. So, so what's the value of that? that? Because aren't you then going to the – if that call goes well, you're just going to throw it back to me anyway, right? Well, we'll set up the appointment, get it ready. Once, once we set the appointment, we provide you with all of the details for that prospect that we have regarding that prospect. So from first touch, maybe three months ago, we, we put them on the drip campaigns, which is a newsletter, the weekly tips and uh, things of that nature. We've sent him two campaigns already. Um, they've responded. This is their current situation. This is their current need. This is their time frame, and this is their intent. And, and along with that, uh, recordings of each one of the calls, so they hear the process of bringing them there. So prior to any appointment, they're completely prepared with anything that uh, you know we've been given, any information we've been given. So one of the things that stands out to me is. You just threw out the number 200, but often you hear people say, all right, so you're going to do a mailing to 20,000 people. And all I can think of is, that's $20,000 printing and postage. and everything. So 200 sounds much more reasonable, but right. is 200 big enough to get results? I mean. Oh, sure. When you work your list, when you have a, a good solid list of targeted people who fit within your target market, um, and you consistently touch them, absolutely. I typically work with a list of 600. Each one of my clients, we typically have 600. And so um, we don't uh, necessarily do a direct response marketing uh, physical mailing piece uh, every month to the same 200. We switch it up between the... Uh, we oh, I see. So there's a big list of 600, but you like every Each month or something you correct. do a third... And then with that comes follow-up calls. We call them three times during that month. Um, you know, just warming them, building the relationship. Um, you know, sometimes that relationship you build with the gatekeeper is key in, in uh, bringing you together with the decision maker. So would you say that a list of 600, so a master list, I guess, um, how many of those people are without tech support versus people who are, they have tech support, but they're looking to switch. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a different audience. Today, it's everyone has tech support if they are um, 
very, very, very seldomly. And do we find someone without? And if it is someone without, it's because they have an uncle, cousin, brother, somebody that's doing it for them. Um, and again, that's where the education and the content of the material comes in. Um, because so, it's so that's interesting. So to me, so something has gone on. You've either cleaned a list or you've you've figured out that those 600 are people who have tech support. Because I know a bunch of people who don't have tech support. So clearly, they're not on the list. So right. <laughs> done something well, that to, to, to create the list, you've gotten rid of the people who are not potential clients, basically. Correct. Yes. The list from start, when, when we purchase a list, we start, start with raw. We, you know, when we purchase it, we put in our parameters, how many seats, you know, do you, different clients, different MSPs have different target markets and some are, you know, 10 to 20, some are 25 to 30, you know, all the way up to 350 and beyond. Um, so we target the, that amount. And I would say the average client is between, you know, 10 to 25 and up. So anybody with 10 to 25 computers that does not have uh, IT support, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't run across very many of them. Right, right. But if they are out there, they're not buying, so it doesn't matter. Right. Get them off the list. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so that's interesting because if, if that is the case, then all of your campaigns have to be aware that you are competing against an incumbent candidate. I mean, there's somebody who is providing them services. Does that mean you have to come in and say, that guy's screwing up and we're going to do a better job? Or what, oh, what's no. the appeal to get them away from their in-house or their existing support? Well, typically just educating them on what they, what their vulnerabilities are, what their needs are, um, and helping them understand what we provide versus, you know, what they might be getting. Uh, you know, one of the primary offers that we do is assessments and that, you know, gets us in, see where they are and what they need. And typically showing them, you know, you do a scan of someone's network and they're going to find that. So right. there's, there will always be something to say, Oh, see now we would do this. And, uh, bring them over right. to, to that. Well, it's funny. So that whole thing reminds me of, uh, you know, people who sell vacuums. What are they going to do? They're going to vacuum uh, the carpet with your existing vacuum and then with their Superlux 9000 uh, and their Superlux 9000 gets, picks up a lot of stuff and they're like, oh, see what your vacuum's not getting. What they don't tell you is if you then vacuum with their vacuum, it's going to pick up even more again because that's just the way the world works. Uh, so you can always do a scan and you're always going to find something. So, sure. Right. So I mean, that's just the do you do support for people who have a specific niche? Like if somebody is, is going after doctors or lawyers or whatever? Yes. And, and typically when I take on a new client, that is part of the initial strategy call. When we're when um, when we start, I always um, try to help them if they haven't already. Try to help them narrow a niche. Who are their best clients? Who do they like working with? What is which clients provide the best uh, margins and things of that nature to kind of narrow it down. Uh, niche marketing is by far more successful and um, has best return. You you when you can connect specifically with that group, whether it's medical, financial, uh, industrial market, you know, it doesn't matter what they are. 
um, you you uh, customize your content to them. And what about uh, cloud services? Are you able to say, look, you don't have to stay in whatever uh, Poughkeepsie. You can go to other cities. You can sell anywhere in the world. Do you would do any of those kinds of campaigns? We do. I mean, we do. We've done campaigns for nearly everything because <laughs> you know we have. I would say the bulk of our clients are regional. They they do it right in their area where they are, their own boots on the ground type. But we have clients who are national who do it, uh, you know, 100% remotely and will call in support locally when needed. Right. So, and uh, I've met Angela who works for you. So, uh, you know, I know that you have some people who um, are very good at getting the stuff done, right? So how many how many clients can you handle? Like how many, how many IT people could take advantage of Aztec marketing? Well, one of um, our strengths and probably the reason we've been able to hang on this long is we um, create processes and SOPs for everything. So we are very scalable. Uh, Currently with the staff that we have right now, we could go up to probably 60 clients before adding in uh, and that's depending on what you know if people have large projects and things of that nature some of the support staff would have to be added but above that um you know we're scalable and so i know where our limits are and when we need to hire for which area so and uh do you ever get requests where people say i want somebody who sounds like they're from new york or or they're from the south not from the midwest Oh, no, no, I'm not typically. I think um, as long as they don't sound like they're um, offshore or, you know, if they don't have a foreign accent. Right. It, it, I think otherwise they're fine with um, uh, where, you know, any any of our regular accents, I guess. Right, right. So do, and are most of your folks Midwest? The, the people who are on the phones? Some are. Six of them are here locally within five miles of me. Um, and then I have, in fact, I just hired a lady who was with, um, her husband actually was with eFolder. And I had met him at a conference. And uh, his wife now is a telemarketer. Um, and I have uh, one in North Carolina. Uh, so, you know, it, it being remote and with our, the tools that we have now, as far as recording and follow, you know, tracking online uses and such, they don't have to be right here. Right. Yeah. Well, 21st century. So do you um, give folks reports? I mean, there must be other than, you know, like here you've gotten nine leads or whatever. Do you give them reports on how many postcards went out and how many phone calls were made and, you know, so they can track because you always hear these percentages, but at least from the stage, the percentages don't mean anything. You know, I, I want to spend money and I want to get clients, you know, so. Right. We do. We, we provide not only um, reports after the, after each campaign, but um, also pictures, you know, you, you, we send actual physical pictures of your mailing um, as it's before it goes to the post office um, and reporting is a complete comprehensive report of every call that was made. So say we made 200 calls or the, there were 200 prospects. We made 
you know, 600 calls because we tried three times. And then, you know, we reached 400, you know, 200 decision makers and left messages this many times. And we give all of the stats. Um, but better than that, in real time, we, you have complete access online. Um, as your calls are being made, you can see the results immediately. As our agents put in the status update, you can see that. So you, you oh, wow. can wait for the report or you can watch it happen. So, so they're making phone calls. Obviously, they're not holding a headpiece up. They got a headset. But yeah. they're, they're making a call probably uh-huh. through some system so that it tracks that? Correct. Oh, very uh, cool. They make the call. Well, no, it's physical. Like you see the report. I mean, you see it, the same spreadsheet basically that they're using. I give you access to that to view it as well. At the in real time. Wow, that's very cool. So if somebody has nothing else to do because they don't have any clients because they just hired you, <laughs> they, well, they can hang out and watch that all day. <laughs> well, a lot of times it's the excitement factor. You know, right. a lot goes into a campaign, especially when you know they're rolling out a new product or service, and uh, so they want to see the results right away. Um, if they don't want to watch right away, obviously, if an appointment is set. Um, that triggers next level. Um, and we do contact the MSP immediately. Like this, this client or this prospect is is interested and wants to take you up on your offer. Um, so we do also notify immediately when something is positive, they don't have to watch, but they can. So, and, uh, you send out a postcard or a, a letter or whatever. Is it my number on the card or your number on the card? Your number. It's always the MSPs. So you're pushing people to me. Correct. So return calls, when I leave a, when one of my agents leaves a voicemail as well, it goes to your, it's to your number. So any callbacks come to your number. So part of the onboarding when I take on a new client is letting all of, all of my female agents use the name Jennifer so that you know, if somebody's call, you know, calling right. and asking for Jennifer, it's a sales call. Send that to your sales. Right. So, so you have to train their staff, like, because they're not going to go. Oh, who the hell's Jennifer? Right. <laughs> well, we had that part of the evolution and the growing pains in the beginning was yes, we had prospects call. The phone was answered at, at, at the MSP, and they, you know, oh, I'm returning Jennifer's call. We don't have a Jennifer. And that's never good. Um, so that ended immediately. Right, right. And, uh, the, so the way we do it now, it, it works very well. We do provide the staff with scripts in case they take a call and no salesman is. is oh, oh, so the MSP staff, you give the admins a script. So Correct. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so there's actual, you actually do the training for the MSP staff so they know how to handle marketing. Basically, yes. Yeah. It's not. It's really just helping them direct a call, never losing a prospect. If if a decision maker calls you back, it, it's super important not to lose that or break that contact. Right. So, so one of the things that really sounds uh, intriguing to me is the the small numbers, the two hundred a month, six hundred size list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you manage that, you clean it. Um, to me, that sounds like it's probably affordable. Where when I hear people on the stage saying, you know, we'll get you a lead every five minutes, you know, <laughs> right. you know, we're going to get you 10,000 leads. 
that doesn't sound affordable. That that sounds it just like sounds untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if it was affordable; it's untrue. So, um, uh, it so, uh, if somebody wants to engage you, of course, MSPs want to write a check, get the results, sign up a new client, be done with it, right? But that's not the way the world works. So. Do you recommend that they sign up for three months, six months, 12 months? You know, what's, what kind of commitment are you looking for? We do have a six month minimum um, commitment. And that is simply because what I explained before with warming a list and consistency, when you're trying to build a pipeline, you have to be consistent. And it's, it's not a matter of closing that deal today. I mean, we do have certain programs that, uh, you know, do have immediate uh, gratification but typically you know that's once a quarter you know maybe once a year that you do those programs your consistent marketing getting your name out there um, talking to the people uh, becoming top of mind with your list that takes time it doesn't happen overnight right so so six months Minimum twelve years is the prefer. Uh, twelve months is the twelve prefer. years. Of course, I, I prefer that <laughs> you sign up for twelve years. <laughs> you sign up for twelve years, and we can work a deal. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, at least one client. Yeah, right, right. So, so twelve months is preferred. Um, yeah. And then, are there like different? That's hard to say. Uh, uh, packages is the wrong word, but are there different campaigns where you can say? This is what we do for BDR, and this is what we do for cloud services. I mean, Absolutely. are, those, are, are yes. those essentially the same thing with a different letter, or are they actually different kinds of campaigns? Completely different campaigns, completely different content, completely different processes. Um, I do want to clarify one thing when I say the, uh, the list of 600 or, or 200 per month. That is for the specific calling, you know, where you send a written physical letter and then you follow up with a call the digital marketing we do the lists there are in the thousands so the the e-newsletter the weekly tips um, all of those things are done are out there weekly and warming the list as well and bringing in prospects right so, yeah but that's not you're not calling 10,000 people correct over. no so, yeah. right but they do end up on that short list of 200 eventually. Right. It's all so do you have a standard process where somebody moves from being a stranger to a newsletter subscriber to getting on the short list, whether it's 600 or 1,000 or whatever? We do, yes. Mm -hmm. So you, yeah. you have a way to tease them off. And how is it what separates them? Like what gets them on the, the list of 1,000? Initially, it's timing. Um, uh, again, it's a, a responsiveness. If they, you know, if they share with us that, you know, we're – under contract right now, it will be you know such and such a time. Blah blah blah. We're happy, oh. but we need this. All of those things trigger different actions. Right, and and you have a calendar like a file where you know oh it's October thirteenth. It's time to call these people. <laughs> right, I have a computer. It tells me automatically. <laughs> wow, that's very cool. <laughs> All righty. Modern technology. Uh, any. Final words, because believe it or not, we're out of time. That was quick. That was quick. Um, not really. Uh, just, um, oh, one thing I did want to add that we have added press to our offering. Um, so um, that's super key to get your name out there. Stay 
um, in the public eye, uh, both not just for the actual day that you send out, send that out, but it's the SEO um, advantages for your website when you have your press releases out there and the backlinks and the, you know, it just puts you out there more. Um, so anyways, that is uh, available as well. We do that now too. Press as well. All right. And people can learn a little bit more about you in the next Channel Pro magazine. You're going to have a little featured uh, advertisement there. And then you're also um, a leader in the uh, Small Biz Thoughts community. So I want to thank you for doing that. Thank you. Very good. Well, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great day.